This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora Sam My name's Sam, and I'm the Mayor of Selwyn District. People from all over Aotearoa New Zealand and the world have chosen to call Waikirikiri Selwyn their home. From the first settlers around Te Wahora Lake Ellesmere over 700 years ago, followed by the first wave of Pakeha settlers in the mid-1800s, to the newcomers of today. Each person, each face, each voice has a new story to tell. By listening to the Faces of Selwyn podcast, you'll hear the voices and stories behind these faces and celebrate with us the diversity of our district, New Zealand's fastest growing region. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Kia ora Hello everyone. No mai haramai. Welcome to the Faces of Selwyn podcast. My name is Hayley, and today I am here with Anea and Izzy. Izzy is going to help me host today. So what's hello in your national language, Anea? It's kia ora. So that's Māori? That is Māori, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so tell us a bit about your journey uh, to Selwyn and your whakapapa. So my journey in Selwyn has not been that long since I only moved here in 2019. That was after like my family relocated from my hometown of Dunedin. Um, yeah, so that was after I was spent some time in Europe with my family, seeing family and playing sport. So I was lucky enough to play sport, um, play volleyball in Barcelona. Uh, yeah, and so after I spent time there, we came back and my family moved to Prebleton, where we're still currently living now. Um, so, so were you living in Barcelona? or So I, we spent, uh, I guess, two, three months over there. And so we um, spent about like one and a half months in Barcelona where I was playing volleyball. My brother was playing football. And then we saw family around Italy and London. Yeah which was an incredible experience and mm. it yeah, really shaped me because I saw a lot of family over there. Mm. So your family live overseas as well? I have some like family that did live overseas, yeah, which was like my uncle and auntie who were living in London and we have friends over there as well. Uh, but most of my family is located here in New Zealand, like, you know, with my grandparents and all my immediate like family living here. Uh, yeah. What has your experience been like as a young Māori person? So my experience as a young Māori person in like New Zealand at this time has been like quite, I think, like unique. I have been able to like be raised in a family where I not only have my father, like where I is my my Māori side, like my Māori side descends from my father's side, and so I'm um, I whakapapa through Kaitahu and through Matoitoi, um, who is like a, quite a famous. Um, Maori person and she like even has a documentary and an article like some articles about her which I would definitely invite you to read if you are keen to learn more about like um, I thought her history as well as like her since she was a really influential person at like her time um, I have been raised in a family where being Maori isn't like at the front of my like identity but it has always been an underlying uh, driver with like things that I have been experienced and because my father is Māori my mother is very involved in Māori culture and she studied under Kyla Russell and done her masters um, looking at the world through like Māori view as well as like I guess typically more western or like Kiwi view mm-hmm. and which is really interesting because she has been able to like cultivate you know like Māori in our, in our household along with my father um, can you give some examples of those um, 
what she's done in your household? Oh, I get she um, like you know invites us to like say things properly. She like you know small Maori words. She like helped us with like our video at school. She um, you know and I guess like. Uh, yeah, and so she's done things like that, and like, you know, like we are very family oriented, and so we spend a lot of time with our grandparents and like the rest of our extended family, um, because it's like you know it's really important to spend time with our whanau, and um, yeah. Cool. And so, what do you like about living in Selwyn? I enjoy living in Selwyn for many reasons. I feel like it's a really nice community to be in. I feel really safe and welcomed when I'm there. I spend a lot of time walking around and exploring through the streets because it's like such a nice place to be in. This like especially helped me when I was during quarantine because I could go out and be in the fresh air and like, you know, in the lovely environment that we're living in and explore around the Cherry Blossom Street and Frippleton and around there and just admire all the lovely architecture of the streets and you know, all the resident pets that are around there. And so I find it's a really great place to live because it is such, like, a community, you know. It's, like, really, like, you know, I say hi to my neighbours, they they all help us out and, like, we help them out and it's a really nice community feel with the entire place. Like, you know, even the people in the supermarket are really lovely. Everyone around the community is just really welcoming, which is wonderful because, like, you know, having not been here for my whole life, it has been really great to have that available as a community that I've just moved into. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you move to Selwyn? When did you move oh, to Selwyn? Oh, we moved to Selwyn early 2019, um, yeah, before I started my year 11 and my, before my brother had started in his high school. Yeah. Uh, I heard you play volleyball. Can you tell us a bit more about your experience with that and your achievements? I do play volleyball, yeah. I really enjoy the sport and I have been extremely lucky to have access to very supportive coaches and people around me who have like pushed me to be the player that I am now. I have like, you know, having those coaches around me, it has like given me like experiences and opportunities to play volleyball globally, as I said before, like and locally, you know, everything like in between. I have been in the um, involved with the New Zealand under-19 volleyball team for four years now. We have, and I've been lucky enough to travel to America and play in the high-performance champs there, which was an incredible experience playing with, like, you know, teams like America, Argentina, like, Chile, all of those, like, places who I guess you, you never really expect to play as, like, a little girl from Dunedin, New Zealand, you know? Um, I, and so... It's like given me a real opportunity to tra- travel around the world and play like the sport that I love. I have, um, and through that team, I guess we were supposed to travel to um, China to play in the Asian Champs, which is the World Championships qualifiers, wow. which was right, but that unfortunately was right before COVID hit, and oh. you know China being the literal ground zero of the entire thing, like cancelled all hope of that ever being possible, which is really sad because it is, a, you know, a four-year training program just came to, you know, the one pinnacle tournament we were training for was cancelled due to COVID, which is extremely unfortunate because the coaches that we had were very passionate about each and every one of our, like, players, like, development as, like, an volleyball player and as people, which I am extremely grateful for. And that did, uh, you know, and COVID also did cancel any tournaments and team things we had this year as well because you know we weren't able to travel and see each other since everyone is from around the country Mm -hmm. um yeah and so that was very gutting but I 
have been like very grateful to have those experiences under my belt. I, um, I've also been involved with the New Zealand Māori team for the past couple of years as well. I play there quite a lot and we have like, I guess the program's only been running for around two years now, like thanks to like the head coach BR and he is like so incredible to play under because he really like values volleyball as well as like developing each and our each and every one of our like um multi culture like you know in our experience like and uh, helping us to learn about our like whakapapa and then through that shape our identity as we are now so um through that I have been like to training camps up in Tauranga and I've been like connecting with my teammates there and so we stay on marais and we train and stay I guess all as a big family and we stay with the coaches and the managers as well which is really cool because we get to really experience like being uh, just one big volleyball family and so that's another thing that I'm really grateful for because I have been able to play under some really amazing coaches who have been like really interested in uh, like developing each of the players like you know personal and volleyball growth Mm um yeah and so that's another another great like <laughs> achievement that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have, was lucky enough to attend Burnside Term One this year and um, play volleyball there under uh, a, a really really amazing coach. He's like one of the you know best coaches in New Zealand, and he has like grown a team there where we played like all of you know th- they've been a team before I joined, but I joined in Term One to play as their libero and. Um, we actually managed to win nationals, so we won the secondary oh, wow. school nationals this year, which was an incredible feat. Mm. It's you know something that I yeah dreamed about ever since year nine. Mm. You know, looking at all the amazing volleyball players like winning nationals, mm. um, yeah. And so that is definitely one of my like favorite achievements through volleyball because it is just like something that is really hard to attain, and I am like really lucky to be able to have been part of a team and under like an incredible coach to play you know volleyball and and it improved me a lot as like a person and a player um who was the coach that was sam Sam ryburn he yeah so he has like run the burnside volleyball program for a long time like he is like incredible with running that he runs like you know the seniors the juniors and really cultivates like a culture of volleyball at burnside which i admire completely he and yeah, playing under him was one of my like favorite things to do. Like you know, that was probably my highlight season of my volleyball so far mm-hmm. because I got to play under some incredible coaching around people who are really skilled. Mm-hmm. That you know, and it helped me really improve as a player, which you know I will be eternally grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, why do you enjoy volleyball as a sport? Like, what is it for you? Um, I guess I enjoy volleyball as a sport just because I like, I really enjoy that like the game I think it's a really like awesome sport to play as well as like the community around it is really really cool I you know I I started to play volleyball in like around year seven when I signed up to every sport on the sign-up sheet Mm. and then just I guess you know got my first taste of volleyball Mm. and I dropped everything else and started playing volleyball full-time I like really really love the game and the people that you know, I played with at the start and all through to now. Mm-hmm. It is like, I feel like sport gives you an incredible 
um, foundation for life because, like, you know, it teaches you how to, like, perform under pressure since I've had so many opportunities to play in, like, high-pressure moments in, um, you know, overseas in America or, like, you know, in the secondary school nationals final or anything like that. And so it gives me, like, a really awesome ability to, like, you know, compose myself and perform under pressure, which is, I think, a great skill to have in life. Mm -hmm. Sport teaches you, like, you know not only how to like be athletic and to discipline yourself to like you know be at every training and like improve yourself like technically but it also like you know um gives you skills uh to spend time around people and to like make new friends and so you know Mm -hmm. most of the like friends I have made have been through volleyball I've like you know I have friends all around the country that I like you know play with and that I've been friends with for a while because of volleyball Mm -hmm. and so it really like I think it just gives me an amazing foundation for my own, like, you know, personal skills from, you know, to move forward and with, like, into life with. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, it's just, like, social skills, personal skills, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. And so you see volleyball in your future, so you're going to keep playing it? I definitely am going to keep playing it. I still am um, weighing up whether I'm going to go to America on a scholarship for volleyball. It was, like, a big dream of mine, um, you know, when I found out it was an option. But right now with COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, everything happening over in the States, it is a little bit daunting thinking that that could be, you know, I might be living there if, if I were to go over for a scholarship, but I am definitely going to keep playing regardless because I have, you know, I still have my ties in Barcelona if I wanted to keep playing there. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, my friends or like around the world because of that where mm-hmm. I could go and join club teams and play. And so I think it is definitely something that I want to keep playing. Like, mm-hmm. whether, like, very competitively or not, I mm-hmm. really like love the sport just as something for myself just to play you know I see myself playing and then coaching if that's possible as well Mm. yeah and what was your experience like in Barcelona like when you were playing volleyball volleyball but also like you know the culture that you might have experienced there um it was really incredible the volleyball there like when I stepped foot in there you know being a small girl from New Zealand I it was such a step up from anything that I'd experienced beforehand because I stepped into there and everyone there you know in volleyball most people are like confined to their one position like if, if you're a middle you play middle if you're an outside you play outside there everyone was you know New Zealand team level like even if they're like in middle they could sit they can do everything and it was like really awesome to be able to play with people who are so skilled and so like better than me because it really helped me to learn about like you know how like how to play volleyball better and the coaches there are like FIVBA rated which is like insane you know that's like like internationally like accredited people and Mm -hmm. so having you know the culture there and the volleyball there was really incredible um it was a bit of a shock though because we were playing on liner floors so diving on the ground was a little bit hard for people playing on wood yeah definitely but um it is just something you have to adapt to Mm. um what about being in Barcelona itself in Barcelona itself the place was incredible like the it was such a culture shock from I guess New Zealand because it's just such a big city there's so much to do there's so much to see there is like you know uh shops that close at 11 p.m. at night because of, like, you know, people have, like, they stay up that late and so they work that late. It's, like, the, you know, everything was so 
crazy. Like, mm. the, the, especially with like you know you're immersed in a new language, and you're. Did you learn a bit of Spanish? I learned a little bit of Catalonia, so I like Catalan. But um, I so I learned a little bit of that, but I've lost most of it now because like you know no one really. I don't have any friends that I speak it with now, and so I have friends that I message, but like typing and reading a language is a lot different than speaking it. I would definitely want to move back there sometime in my life to be able to like relearn that and reconnect with those friends though because I think that would be amazing you know I, I really felt like at home while I was over there like this so cool. this I know there's so much incredible thing like so many incredible things to do there like you know um, there's the La Sagrada Familia which is finishing in 2022 which is one of like um, I guess the most incredible things I've seen it's like um, Gaudi built this massive building where he you know, it looks like it's straight out of a crazy dream because it is just, like, so big and so conceptual and it's been in construction since, when was it, like, 1820? And oh, so wow. it's been, like, it's really... It's ongoing. It is ongoing and it is, like... So it is definitely something that I would recommend to go and see if you are in Barcelona. Um, it is... Yeah, I just... My um, my dad and my brother stumbled across it when they were going to look at Camp Nou, the Barcelona team football, their, their stadium... And um, so our entire family went and we looked at it and it was just like almost a religious experience being there because the architecture and like the, um, I guess the feel inside of the place was just so incredible. Yeah. And so Barcelona itself is just like, you know, incredible because of the culture and because of the people and like, you know, everything that's available to do there. Like there's, you know, anything you could want to do, you could you know there's gigs there's music there's art there's fashion like so much fashion which I love because I'm mm. really into like sustainable fashion and yeah so I like really really enjoyed the city and I would definitely want to I guess go back or move back there mm. one day in my life yeah so tell us a bit more about um you being into fashion and sustainability and okay I um I really enjoy fashion like it's just something that I have been really interested in for the past couple of years I have been you know I I think fashion is an incredible way to be able to express yourself and through you know clothing I some of my highlights of my day is just getting up and putting on an awesome outfit because I guess it's just really like really cool to be able to express yourself through clothing I um I'm really into making my own clothes as well. So I, I, you know, last quarantine last year, I sewed myself nearly an entire new wardrobe from stuff that I already had or like material that I found in the garage. And um, that was an awesome experience. Um, and then I really got into sustainability this year because I feel like, I guess I did a massive research project on textile waste in the industry and found out some, you know, incredible statistics like, you know, textile waste is three times more potent than food waste. And oh, you know, wow. there's millions and millions of tons of textile waste going into like landfills, which is so detrimental to the planet because of fast fashion. You know, mm-hmm. fast fashion now is such an, um, a prevalent movement where people are buying and only using clothing once and so they are consuming and then throwing out a massive volume of clothing which I guess landfills and the planet just can't handle so yeah I think like shopping sustainably and being able to like look and you know be knowledgeable about what the detriments of fast fashion are is like really important 
because you know there's so much being thrown out even to thrift stores that they can't even take it all and so they have mm. to cycle stuff through the stores because there's so much like there's so such a volume of clothing that the, the, the thrift stores can't even hold them which is crazy it's stuff that, like people wouldn't even know about that unless they've researched it mm. so can you explain um what is fast fashion so fast fashion is like big companies like um, Shein or AliExpress making like massive volumes of really cheap clothing out of materials that are not recyclable and selling them at like you know very cheap prices and people are just buying I guess fast fashion that they're buying clothes that they can you know have on their doorstep in two to three days and wearing them once and then throwing them out afterwards so it's I guess like they're buying clothes that are made in sweatshops and clothes that are made, you know, in, like, factories that are just being pumped out like any other thing, which is, yeah, which is really dangerous because it is creating such a demand for labour in third world countries and lots of companies are, like, abusing their workers and, you know, giving them very little pay to be able to keep those clothes cheap for everyone because the consuming rate is so high. There is, like, and that's a big problem ethically as it, as it is sustainably because, you know, there's people on the planet that are being exploited just for, you know, a, a $10 shirt on a site that a lot of people shop on, mm-hmm. which is really sad to think about because there's, you know, if people think about what they really want to buy and invest in clothing that is going to last longer and is going to be like better for the environment and recyclable and they can like wear more than once is like so helpful to the planet and to I guess your own wardrobe as well Mm. because you know you aren't supporting the child labor in these like factories that are like so detrimental to the planet yeah Mm. Mm. so what are ways people can be more sustainable with their clothing um, definitely just trying to wear m- more of the clothes that you already have, like attending clothing swaps, even if you like, if you are sick of your clothes and that's totally understandable, everyone gets sick of their own clothes is like going to clothing swaps, trying to like, you know, giving them clothing and then taking other people's cl- unwanted clothing. And it, it gives you, you know, um, you know, buying from like places like Shein, which I think, you know, when people are doing you see on YouTube every other day on TikTok every other day people doing $500 Shein clothing hauls and they're getting big boxes the size of this room you know full of clothing and it is uh yeah really detrimental so I think people like need to be more conscious about what they're wearing and what they're throwing out because if you're yeah there's there's a cool thing about like it's uh looking at clothing like a 30 wear rule is where like you look at something and you're like going to buy it and even if it's cheap you know I guess people get into a problem with cheap clothing because they look at it and they're like oh it's so cheap I have to buy it instead of oh it's so cheap but will I wear this 30 times before I throw it out it's a good way to look at things because if you look at things if you look at clothing as if you were going to like you know how many times you're going to wear it I think that's really important because it gives you I guess a more conscious um, view on what you actually are wearing and what you're consuming because you know, you'll have less to be able to have to throw out or less to, um, you know, like, give to landfills, essentially. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah shopping small going to clothing swaps going to places like the nifty markets if you're in Christchurch you know supporting small businesses supporting thrift stores especially Mm -hmm. because there is such a volume of clothing going Mm -hmm. into them Um, I know there's quite a few um, sort of thrift stores or op shops in Selwyn as well yeah definitely people should check out they should definitely go to them and there's Mm -hmm. also like small businesses run by people in the community that are online as well so even if like you are stuck in quarantine or you are addicted to the serotonin of a package you know on your doorstep then I think shopping online from places that are sustainable or places that are you know like ethical with their clothing and with the processes they use to make it is really important because you can shop cheap from op shops online you know you don't have to support places like Shein. Cool um I think we're running out of time here but um that's all right so um thank you for your time today Inaya. I really enjoyed learning about your journey to Selwyn but also you know your experience overseas in mm-hmm. Barcelona and yeah about your passion for fashion and sustainability <laughs> yeah it's really awesome um and of course volleyball <laughs> yeah of course now my last uh question for you today is how do you say goodbye or farewell in your national language um in my family we say hi mm-hmm. and that just means goodbye yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool uh so thank you everyone for listening to the faces of Selwyn podcast I hope everyone has a good day Pai Tada. Uh-huh.